You're listening to Western Reserve Radio at westernreserveradio.com on the Live 365 Network and the Live 365 app. Corrupting the minds of America. It's Corrupted Files Radio with Justin Silvestri and Alan McGath. Broadcasting live in the House of Broken Promises, located on a boulevard of broken dreams, right here in the city where dreams become nightmares. My studio has become a nightmare because Alan does not know how to do technology. No. We are getting just reverb and echoes from everyone. Can you shut that down? I did. You sure? I, I It's muted. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I think we're all right. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, Alan has dusted off his 1997... IBM laptop, <laughs> and the volume button hasn't worked since 2007. I'm trying to get this chat window off of here. And he thought, you know, I'm just going to exit out of hey, this. I got thing. an idea, boys. I'm going to bring in my uh, laptop that doesn't work and just plays the volume, not shut it down, so we get echo. By the way, I have, remember last week when I said I was sick? I could hear it. <laughs> yeah, I've been miserable for a week. Look, I have two bottles of water here. Okay. I have these cough drops. I bought, like, the highest grade cough drops. <clears throat> yeah. Me. Cough drops. Yeah, anyway, did you? It feels like somebody's pouring liquid nitrogen d- down my throat when I take these cough drops. It's Spe- the only thing that will stop me from going into a coughing fit, and even then, I can't guarantee anything. Speak, speaking of liquid nitrogen going down your, th- your throat, um, <laughs> this one guy that I work with, uh, he, we just hired him on. He's like 19, and he's ridiculous because I graduated high school uh, June 4th, 1999. He was born June 18th, 1999. So he was born two weeks after I graduated high school. I met that part of my life where there I'm working with people that were born after I graduated. Right. So he he's the car prep. He washes our cars, and he, he's a nice kid. Whatever. And he comes and he's like, "Dude," I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I found this thing and I thought it was a good idea to sniff it, and now I'm all effed up." Oh no! I'm like, what? "Are you like the boss?" Yes. Now now I work in Warren. Okay. So he hands me this package. Like this little looks like a um. Almost like a like a plastic sugar package. Right. You put in the coffee, and I look at it. I'm like, well, I, I'm I'm kind of like interested. I'm kind of not concerned. So I took a sniff of it myself. I'm like, whoa. Uh-huh. Turns out, turns out it was one of those things that you give to people that have concussions. The smelling oh, salts. Oh, the smelling salts. Yes. So he's like, I, I just sniffed it, and, it, and his exact words were, I smelled it, and it's it just smelled like liquid nitrogen was going up my nostrils. Into <laughs> so there you well. go. There you go, Michael. There's your f- five minutes. Would you of like? Buffet. Would you like to try one? No, because I don't have a cough, and I'm Jim? not trying to. Jim. No, I'm trying to. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's rule it back in. We got we got a lot to cover. Um, I, you know, we got a we got sports. Nice mix. We got wrestling. We got yep. racist, racist politics. <laughs> we got people trying to make amendments to the Fourteenth Amendment. Well, where are you going, Fourteenth Amendment? Are you talking about the uh, the birthright thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're just adding things as we go. Why not? Why I mean, not? Okay. I, mean, well, I don't even know right, why well, you make these things. So. I don't know either. All right. Uh, all right. So free agency, not NBA free agency. Sorry, Nick Popio. Bummer. <laughs> but uh, actually, the off season in baseball, and I'm already just totally disinterested. Already? It's it's what? been a day. Yeah, but I mean, what's there to be excited about? Well, we get to see all of our free agents that we should be signing going to other teams right. while they get bit bigger. Right, right. And we get to talk about, you know, which super team is going to sign 
Bryce Harper to a $338 billion contract. Ridiculous. Oh, oh, oh by the way, um, if in case you guys have been living under a rock, um, the, the, the vaunted Boston Red Sox, who went through hell and high water to win their fourth oh, title in 14 years, won the World Series. I, I have a question. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously wouldn't know, but... If you're like a fan of the Red Sox or the Yankees and you've seen all these World Series, does it ever just get boring? Well, I, I seen I seen something that like over the past I don't know fourteen years. If if you were born in two thousand four, you have seen Red Sox, Patriots, uh, Bruins, and Celtics all win titles, bef- right. Like multiple titles before you actually are old enough to drive. I'm so sick of it. I'm uh, just so sick of this. These teams when like I. At least had the Dodgers won. It was. It's been a fair amount of time since the last time they won, and they were eighty eight. I, th- yeah, I think. Yeah, I, that sounds about right. I knew it was in the eighties, and they, and they had just gotten back. You know, I don't know. It's just whatever. Yeah, I, I mean here, <laughs> and, and the thing is, like these people that are, they're coming out, they're they're Red Sox fans. I I didn't even know that they were like the, the sport of baseball. Oh, it's Red Sox Nation. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a good friend of ours. Matt Golchek. Hi, Matt. Yeah, I'm calling you out right now, pal. Ain't nothing you're going to do about it. <laughs> Change his profile picture on the old social media to 2018 World Series champions. Well, my drill sergeant from the Navy in 1995 he wore, was a Red Sox fan. He wore a Boston hat, and I thought it was the coolest letter ever, so <laughs> I became a Red Sox fan. Ugh. I then, hate it. I, listen, and it's sour grapes. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm just... And then I, I got another friend... Uh, Mike, Mike Barone, he, he went to school with my brother. They played baseball against each other. A real nice kid. Uh, he's a he's a he's a Red Sox fan. I I will give him credit where credit is due. And he was just like, he's t- trying to tell me that it's okay for big market teams to win the World Series because every city that has a franchise has the exact amount of financial responsibility to pay these free agents. They just opt not to. His argument was is that Boston is a smaller city than Columbus. Columbus. We don't have a baseball team in Columbus. But there's right. And it's just about the size of Cleveland. So because the money is put towards the Browns, because they, he says it's a Brownstown, that the Indians will never be able to compete because the Bostons of the world and the New Yorks of the world have that money to put towards that. Like that, I'm supposed to feel that's bad the for your stupidest I, thing, and I'm supposed to feel bad for your 193 million dollar right, payroll, right? And and it's true about Columbus, but there's not a major league team in Columbus. You know, if if the Reds disappeared and the Indians moved to Columbus, then maybe they'd be a big market team. But that's not a discussion. This, this is this is exact tweet I said to him. I, I was like, Boston's going to win, aren't they? He said yes. I said with their payroll, they should. He said, I love that cop-out. Like, Bogarts, Betts, Benetiendi, Bradley, and so on and so forth weren't homegrown. And I just came back to him. I said, J.D. Martinez, Chris Sale, David Price. And I right. shrugged my shoulders. He's like, I guess no other t- no other teams can sign free agents. I said, they have. But since there's no salary ca- uh, cap, big market teams can sign free agents and other players to long-term lucrative, crop, uh, lucrative contracts. Small market teams cannot. Here's another thing, too. Uh, those guys, those homegrown guys that he mentioned... Boston can keep them. Yeah. The Indians offered, uh, using Cleveland as an example, offered Francisco Lindor $100 million last year, and he turned it down Yeah, because his sponsorship deals are bigger, and he knows that he's going to get twice that. And, and guess what? When they pick and choose what players that they want to pluck from these glorified AAA teams in San Diego and Cincinnati and, and uh, 
Baltimore, they pick up their options. Yeah. This isn't just something this is they're not rentals. No. They also not on that if they were rental, guess what? They're going to stay there anyways for the majority of them because they have the pay, the power to pay them. Yeah. I mean honestly, I'm I'm the financial structure and everything. I'm starting to lose interest a little bit. And I hate to say that, but it's just gotten to the point where I mean you just look at these teams, they're going out and they're buying. I mean, I don't know. I just watching another team, another good team slowly dwindle away due to free agent losses is just, it just kind of takes it out of you. I don't know. Uh, without going too deep into it, what do you think? Do you think they're going to do anything or is it going to be a typical patchwork offseason and, you know, off to the races? Well, I, I mean, if anything, um, What's his name? Ant- not Antonetti. Is it Antonetti, right? Antonetti. Uh, the other guy who's like kind of a figurehead GM, but he doesn't seem to actually do anything. Well, he, I mean, he's been making moves, man. I actually think the front office is smart. I just, you know, I, I just think that they have the resources they have, and I think they do the best. They make the best of it, but they, you know. I mean, you got to look at it like this perspective, okay? And this is something... You know, I could break it down for people that have children with Christmas right around the corner. Okay, you have X amount of dollars to spend for Christmas. Okay, you, right. You can either get two big toys that they may only get one or two years out of playing with them before they grow out of them, or you can buy ten smaller toys that may be not as nice. Right. But they'll get their worth over the next couple of years. But they're not going to bring. I don't want to say happiness. But they're 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 not going to be as good as what your kid wants because he wants the bigger expensive toys. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, that's where the Indians are financially. Right. I mean, we can't if we get one big off season acquisition, that's it. Yeah. And, and there's enough holes on this team where we can't just go out and get a Machado and we, everything's right. fixed. No, you need a new outfield. We need you outfield. need a bullpen. We we didn't pick up the uh, uh, the option on Brandon Guy. Right. What are you going to do at third base? Well, you think Diaz is going to be the, the quick fix? I don't. I mean, I don't know. He could. I mean, I don't know what your other options are. You're not going to go sign anybody to big money. You don't have any. I mean, you don't have anybody else unless you make some sort of trade. I mean, I mean, they're talking. Do about, you trade Kipnis? I mean, who takes him? You're not going to get much. You're going yeah. You probably get. I mean, you probably get a double A uh, uh, prospect. I mean, and probably at this point, that's a win if you can get rid of his salary. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I mean, if I'm 29 other general managers, and I love Kipnis, I've been a fan of no, him since I do the beginning. Too. But you know the injuries are catching up to him. He's on right. the he's on the decline of his career. I mean Dustin Pedroia. I don't think he's ever going to play baseball again. Right. He was, I mean him him and um, Kipnis came up about the right. same time. So yeah, you're not going to want to pay Kipnis eighteen million dollars next year. No. So I, it's like okay, I see the average is down. I see the the defense is down. I mean we, they put him out in center field as an experiment, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trade for this guy. Right. You're either that or you're going to eat some of the salary and if you're going to eat some of the salary, you might have to pay for him anyways. I, I just feel like they're really getting to that point where they're up against the wall and uh they'll be able to win the division for the next couple years, but uh I mean, I don't know, they could catch fire in October one year, who knows, but it's just it's it, I just don't think it looks bright as as bright as it did a couple years ago. Well, we picked up the we picked up Indians picked up Carrasco's 9.75 yeah. million dollar option, which that's that's a good start. Yeah. Uh, they declined Brandon Geyer's option for for next year. Both parties are interested in, in dealing with each other, but yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, Brandon Geyer, you know, is, he's actually not been terrible as, as a platoon outfielder. No, he's not a starter. You know, he gets on base. He has a little power. He I can mean, hit lefties well. What What do you? I mean, 
you don't want to hide. I mean, you don't want to underpay him and, 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 and like insult him, but then also you don't want to pay him the money that can go towards the well, league. Uh, first of all, if, if your number one offseason target isn't re-signing Michael Brantley, then you're going about it wrong anyways, in my opinion. Uh, now, there are people out there that may disagree with me, but um, I don't know. I think that's where the offseason start stop, starts and stops for me uh, is, with, is with Michael Brantley. So I don't know. That's pretty much all I really have to say about baseball today. I'll have more maybe next week. But. Well, just just in case you weren't paying attention, uh, Paul Goldschmidt um, exercise or option was exercised for fourteen point five million in Arizona, so he's staying. Yeah, that's there. a bargain for them. Um, oh, great! The uh, the Red Sox are submitted as the as the one hundred nineteen win Red Sox are submitted as the best team ever. Who cares? Oh, get out of here! Best team ever, my. I think. Can you, I say that word on the air? Best team ever, my ass. Um, I had to look for permission. I didn't know if it was on the Carlin list. Um, let's see, we're out here. I, I, Machado. Jim's over here watching Halloween. By the way, <laughs> He's, we're so boring right now. We don't even... um, let's see My here. Oh, oh uh, Kershaw. Kershaw says he doesn't know if he wants to resign with the Dodgers. He says he's got three days to think about it. Well, Kershaw they... better hope he's been a wreck too. Um, the Phillies are the. Um, are the favorite to sign both Machado and Harper, which watch out if that happens. But I don't know. If you put a bunch of egos together like them, I mean, is, will it work? The, oh. the, the Yankees have no interest in – now, this is what they say, obviously. And if, right. And if you know, and they say, if you believe that, you have uh, – I can sell you beachfront property in, in Denver. But they said that because of Machado's lukewarm ability or, or because of his inability – Yeah, I heard that. Listen, here's the thing. The arms race in the AL East is back on mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. I mean, it's back on. So they may say that they don't have the interest, but uh, yeah, I'll believe that whenever I see it. So uh, let's see here. There's really nothing else. I mean, I, I saw, I saw that, um, I saw there was some potential landing spots, but I can't find the article, and I'm not going to spend more time about it. Uh, oh, ten. Okay, well here we can do this. Uh, ten MLB stories to watch this week or this winter. Uh, let's see here. We got. Uh, I'm not gonna read that. That's stupid. All so right. I mean, that's that's baseball. So talk. you want to talk about the Browns and the Cavs firing everybody? <sighs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> moving on to football talk. Oh, I should have brought a Vince McMahon. You know, we think of these things. I know. All right. Yeah. So, in case you that rock you've been. Well, I mean, it it answered your question from last week. What's that? Oh, about the, about Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Jackson obviously was the problem. Now they got Greg Williams as their interim head coach. But aren't you in just who cares mode at this point? I want to be. You'd be it, better off. I, I, I want to be, but there's really nothing else that grabbed my attention right now until February, until spring training right. starts. The Flyers stink. The Buckeyes stink. The Cavs stink. I'm in that weird paradox where all my teams stink right now, and I yeah. have nothing to hold on to right now. Yeah. At, at least I had the Buckeyes. I shouldn't say they stink, but... Their their defense is suspect. They're probably gonna get blown out by Michigan, so I'm not looking for right, yeah. that game. Uh, the Flyers don't have a goalie; they stink, and the Cavs haven't won a game. And I I'm not the biggest Cavalier fan. I think LeBron James ruined basketball. Yeah, I said it. Um, I think the structure of the NBA has ruined basketball. I mean, how, what is the point in being an NBA, especially you know, for all you baseball's boring people that are out there? Um, basketball is just the worst because two players. Two players going to one team can basically destroy the rest of the league's every other team in the league's chances for ten years. 
you know, I mean, how is that fun? You you can blame LeBron for the the beginning of the downfall of this, but he went because you know, and I'll stick him. I'll stick up for him on this this point. He couldn't beat the Celtics, right? And he did it for his kid, right? His kid was moving out there. He it, he has his business out there. Not necessarily. He's wanting to make Friday the Thirteenth movies. I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. First kid in Los Angeles. But yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. the first time he left Cleveland. Oh, oh, in Miami. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't be Boston, so he teamed he wanted up with, his ring. Teamed up with his two boys in Miami. Whatever. I, I mean, still find that to be a little bit. That was a little squirrely, but I I agree with you. But I I get it to a point yeah, because I'm yeah. at that point I'm an apologist, you know. But then like at the same time we don't know what happened behind closed doors. I don't know what management tried to offer for him. I mean I don't know if if um, you know some of the free agents couldn't come here. I mean, you can't force a free agent to come here. So he won his two rings in Miami. He came back. He made his promise with, you know, Ohio to bring a championship back, and he did. And then he went back as soon as he won his championship to, I think, to me, an even worse team in Los Angeles. Well, he's not going to win there, right? Probably not, because by doing that, that caused uh, Kevin Durant, who could not beat the uh, Golden State Warriors with his team, they actually had a good team in Kansas or um, Oklahoma City. He went and joined that team. You can't be heel turn, completely heel turn. Yeah, joined that franchise and he won back to back titles. And oh, by the way, this other guy that couldn't even get out of the first round, who's a really good top defensive player, also went to Golden State. So you have five All Stars on that team: and Durant, Curry, Thompson, Draymond Green, um, and uh, Demarcus Cousins. So that, my point is, LeBron started this whole thing where it was okay to create a super team, right? And now other players are doing that because I mean we're in that age where you don't have to work hard, right? You just everything's handed to you. Work smarter, not harder. Well, so basketball to me is unwatchable. No, it's I couldn't. It's, I mean I've never been a huge fan, but I, I just couldn't. I, it's, if it's not competitive, who cares? What's the point? So Ty Ty Lue was fired. Uh, their interim head coach. Not even that, and this is what this is what's so funny about dysfunction in. Cleveland sports lore is the fact that the guy that's supposed to take over the job, the interim head coach, says, I don't want it until I get commitment to pass the season. Wow. Yeah. And they're wow. like, well, n- no. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> so the media is addressing him as the interim head coach, and he explicitly says, I am not the interim head coach. Oh, jeez, oh, man. He can't even. No. He can't just just. And it's funny to me, and and that's what that's just how screwed up Cleveland sports is. And that that kind of reminds me, and this is I'm not trying to dive away from it, but I heard a story that Donald Trump keeps trying to fire John Kelly, his chief of staff. Yeah, <laughs> but John Kelly just pretends like he just ignores it. Well, that's and so you're like you have this thing where like, well, what do we do? What do I do? Yeah, and I wonder if that's like it sounds like a similar situation. Like, oh, you're the head coach? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. He, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? What do you do when the person just refuses to acknowledge that? I, I don't know. I mean, it's nothing you can do. That. They're not. Gonna, <laughs> they're not going to fire him. I mean, it's like, I don't know. And and then on the other side of Cleveland, you know, on the other side of the city, the Browns did what they thought they had to do. They fired their head coach and their offensive coordinator because the head coach. <laughs> I don't know. I got to tell you this. I know. I know you don't follow this type of stuff. So, out of 218 coaches that coached at least 40 games, Hugh Jackson is ranked 217 of 218. Well, who's 218? He was a coach of a team who was also the owner of the same team, so he didn't fire himself. Oh wow! Yeah. So. 
that's how bad of a coach Hugh Jackson was in Cleveland is that he was bested by a coach for the worst record who could not fire himself because he owned the team. Well. So he had to go. He did have to go. So now we have Greg Williams, our defensive coordinator. If you ever watch Hard Knocks, he's the uh, maniac with the glasses who just, just screams. And, and I'm, not, I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay. I don't, I don't need this coddle thing. Maybe it could be like the old uh, Jim Leland style. Just you know smoking, what I mean? Just packs of Smoke his cigarettes <laughs> and, you know, damn it, get out there. And That's what they You remember need, when though. he took over the Tigers and he just cussed them out? Yeah. And then they just, they were good ever since then? Remember? I, yeah, I mean, you got these you got these players. They lost Hugh, Hugh Jackson lost the team. He lost the team. And once you lose a team for a team that is trying to rebuild with a rookie quarterback, you can't be two five and one. You can't. Right. Because guess what? We've we've been down this road before. We put a rookie quarterback in there that may have not have been ready, throw him to the wolves, his his, his confidence is ruined, he never recovers, and he's out of the league. Right. Baker yeah, Mayfield Baker Mayfield has potential to be a great quarterback. You know he has. He says all the right things. He does all the right things. He's put time and he has got great work ethic. He's number one pick for a reason. He was a Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. You don't want to ruin that, right? You don't want to ruin that because yeah. we don't. We don't want to. Re- yeah, and want- that's the thing. He's more important than anything else this season, and that's something they have to keep in mind. You know, I mean, really, the players and but um, just the, the, the timing of it was kind of off. Uh, the Browns have the Kansas City Chiefs this Saturday or this Sunday at home. With that offensive juggernaut with uh, um, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelce, Pat Mahomes, and that defense, um, you know. So now they're they they don't even have they have an offensive coordinator who doesn't. I don't think he has any offensive coordinating experience. And Greg Williams is going to run the whole team and the defense, which I mean that's not uncommon. It has been done before. But you're going against a seven and one team, and then you go into your bye. And most times, um, most times they fire after um, after the bye week. So we'll see what happens. I want to give a shout-out to living legend Pat Lucia for stopping in and saying hi today. Uh, uh, he gave, was great last week gave me on a the quick show, wave by the way. And then uh, called out. So living legend Pat Lucia, thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. But anyways, so it's going to be fun. Not fun. It's going to be very, very interesting. Jim, you're, you're a football guy. You've owned a football team. Have you ever in your history of the game of football seen a team fired their offensive coordinator and their head coach not only midseason but before a bye week? No, <laughs> simply no. It's it, unprecedented. No, which just tells you there's something going on up there. It goes a little bit deeper than just football. And, there's and, a lot more going on. And I feel like they got the right guy with John Dorsey to get some of the power away from Jim Haslam. I understand that Haslam is the owner, but he's the guy at the corporate office who makes all the policies and procedures who hasn't been on the front line ever or in 20 years. You need somebody in there who has uh, tried and contributed to make those calls. And run your team while your office can just your your owner could just sit there and just that's why you have a general manager, do you know? So what do you think? Uh Browns Chiefs, give me a final score. Ooh, uh that's gonna be bad. I, I don't know. I think they step up a little bit just because of the chaos. That's gonna be you know, so it, it may be a little closer, you know, mid twenties to ten, maybe. So you think twenty seven ten? Yeah, I, I think it's covered. They'll, they'll step up for a minute because they're, they're, right now when you do that, there's a shock going through the organization. So everybody's kind of got that, okay, if they're willing to get rid of them, you know, maybe I could be next. So there'll be a little bit of pop from this, and then uh, hopefully they'll go into the bye week and get a little bit healthy and get some, you know, hopefully maybe even get Rashard Higgins back. That That's my big hope. And uh, maybe Joe Schobert. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out their universe, and, and this is just me being a Homer fan. Uh, Browns 28, Chiefs 24. 
All right, so um, whoa, whoa. So, that's you been upset? Yeah, this I, place is going to be rocking on Sunday. I just want to point out that uh, I said who somebody may disagree with me that the priority is signing Michael Brantley this season. Mark Means says me save the money for Lindor, and that Yu Chang Chang is a future third baseman. Uh, Where are you seeing that? Because I don't see that. Oh, I thought, not, well, you know, you got to do that. You got to fiddle around with the comments there. But uh, oh, okay, there we go. save okay. the money yeah. for Lindor. Okay, well, that's, that's one way to look at it. It's going to be a lot of money, though. Oh, and that's the problem. They never keep their key guys that they develop. Well, if you're going to keep one, if you're going to keep one, he's one to keep. All right. Uh, tell me about WWE. Did, did, did Cena and uh, Brian, did they skip the pay-per-view or oh, not? They- they most definitely uh, skipped. And by the way, Mark, I'm still waiting for you for, for you to grace me with your presence there big time. I, I have been nothing but a loyal supporter Ooh. and fan of you. I've called your show in multiple times to give you my takes. I am ready for you to come on, on this show, the show that you're kind of the godfather of, to just hang out with me for an hour. But I, I know how you are a superstar. So anyways, uh, back to wrestling talk. Um, yeah, so John Cena says... Yeah, we're not going to do that. Nice. So they actually had to replace him in that best of the world tournament with Bobby Lashley, another American. So interesting, right? Um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan also not making the trip. So tonight on SmackDown, they're actually having their WWE title match, AJ wow. Styles. Which I don't know, man. That's front. You're giving a match like that away for free. Yeah. Apparently, there was also a big deal in Saudi Arabia because they showed. I forget who it was. Who'd they say it was on SB Nation earlier? Was it Sasha Banks and somebody else? I, I think it was. It caught because it caught our attention. Yeah. And their wrestling attire on the on the Titan Tron. Mm-hmm. And this created... Oh, the, the intro video is not necessarily them. Or was it live? Well, I think they showed like a graphic. Oh. You know what okay. I mean? Like to the live crowd. Whoops. And they're in their wrestling attire, and in Saudi Arabia, that's not something you do. No, you have to be covered from the neck down. Right. So, so yeah. apparently there was this big issue and and there was apologies and problems and all that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, apologies. This is I'm just catching this story as I was coming in, so forgive me if I'm mistaken on anything, but um and also just uh, recently reported um Renee Young uh will be doing the commentating in um at Crown Jewel this week on uh, the second, which is Friday. Which they were kind of wondering about that because of the female participation in, in that uh, right. the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So, what, uh, is, what is the point in going over? There's my question. What what, glo- is, to, what glo- is to be? I, it's globalization, and I get that. But th- there's so much that you have to adapt to. That what what? what well, I, I I think you're right, but I think initially, I think the the idea behind it was. PR because they're going and doing this all women show in Saudi Arabia of all places, you know. Yeah, um, how about that? So, well, I, no. When are they doing the all women show in Saudi Arabia? I thought that was what that was. No, it wasn't in Saudi Arabia. Oh no, no, that was last Sunday. Yeah, that was Sunday. That wasn't in Saudi Arabia. No, that was in New Jersey, which is almost like Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. A little added medical waste. Sure. So no, it's it's it, it, so. The WWE was just this company up maybe like 10 years ago where they just, they were one spot and that was, uh, they had their guys and they didn't adapt to anything else that was going on. Well, the fans got sick of that. 
and they started turning into New Japan and ROH and TNA and stuff like that because there was no other competition. There's all these small federations, everything else like that. No, they have a monopoly. Exactly. There's no, there's no question. It's right, a monopoly. Right. So what happened was is they Vince McMahon had to once Triple H started taking over behind the scenes, he like we have to adapt or we're not we're going to go out of business. Not, not maybe not go out of business, but you know whatever. we're not going to continue to grow. Exactly. Yeah. So they started creating all these brands. They created NXT, which are development type, development, which is more like the indie scene. And now you have yeah. NXT UK, which is the the British scene, uh, which is strong style. Now you have a cruiserweight show to watch all the cruiserweights. And now I'm hearing a, uh, a possibility of an all women show. And then they might just, you know, they're, they're they're spreading their wings because there's so much wrestling talent across the world. Like they're, they're not just in the America. You know, the British and the Japanese are probably the two best, the two best like um, wrestling promotions or the, the athletes from. That part of the world. I mean, look at Japan. Japan mm-hmm. has gotten some. I mean, great mood. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Right. I mean, I'm showing my age and stuff like that. But it didn't just start. It started like in the mid eight, uh, mid eighties, and maybe earlier than that. Even Mexico, and and even some of the guys from uh, from the the uh, United Kingdom. There's all this untapped talent that never came about until Triple H took over. So to answer your question, to why they're going over to Saudi Arabia, that's just another territory for them. That's just another way for them to go in there, and and don't get me wrong, Saudi Arabia is a very very rich rich company. Oh God, they're. Just, I mean, so, they oh, own yeah. most of the oil in the world. Well, the, re- I mean, the resident the residents there don't work, right? Because they live off the royalties from the oil. Correct. They import people to work. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that's a low. As a matter place. of fact, if uh, you if you could put a base out in Saudi Arabia for whatever reason, you can get more people. For, now, obviously. Racial, not racial tensions, but like political tensions with the Middle East and stuff like that are not as good as maybe we can hope they could be. But let's just say that world peace comes in the Middle East, Kuwait, Iraq, Iran, everything else like that. (laughs) You realize that Vince McMahon, and I said this last show, can spin that and say, look what we did. Yeah, absolutely. We planted our flag in, in, in Saudi Arabia. And we got our friends, the the, the Iranians, or is it the the Iranians? Yeah. We got our friends, the Iraqis. We got our friends, the Kuwaitis, the Omens. We are all, we're cool. We're not fighting. But because we planted our WWE flag here in Riyadh, that was the beginning of something great. And then that prince just had to go and have that guy killed. And it ruined everything. You're right. Let's talk about Crown Jewel real quick. I just want to go over the matches with you. Uh, You know these guys, so I want your predictions. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the vacant uh, Universal title. Um, is Lesnar on like a full time deal with them now? I don't have that information. I I think he signed up because he's now. I think he's actually getting ready for January for UFC. I, okay, I, but then there I'm might gonna... be a clause in his contract where he's able to do both. Oh, I'm sure there is. That's interesting. Yeah, he's he's. he's I'm a... still going with Strowman. Yeah, me too. He's a big enough commodity; he can do both. Um, a battle of the, uh, the DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. All four of them guys together are over 200 Man, years old. They are. Um, what's the over and under on breaking hips in that one? <laughs> Well, I mean, the Undertaker didn't have hip surgery, so I'm going to say <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to say that's pretty pretty good. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. I don't know. I think DX. Okay, the Bar, which is Sheamus and Cesaro against the New Day for the tag team titles. The Bar. Okay, uh, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Seth Rollins. Kurt Angle versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. Kurt Angle. Miz versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, I don't know. The Miz. And then Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Uh, Rey Mysterio. 
How am I ever even close on these anymore? You know, I I need to f- go through the the. Uh, <laughs> we need to go through there. I mean, I used to be able to when I followed it closely. I used to be able to actually predict everything. Yeah, me too. It like just, even to the to the finish of of matches. It's it's like not even. It's not that it's unwatchable because I still no, watch it's it. Not, it's not. It's not at thirty seven and thirty three. I just got other things going on. Yeah, you know, and like I didn't miss a raw. Like my oh, friends, no. my friends, we would we would come over to my house. It I'm, was an event. Yeah. We sat at my dad, my stepdad's bar. We watched wrestling. We we talked. We didn't really get in SmackDown. It wasn't that great. In WrestleMania, like was a weekend of party. I mean, yeah. it was great. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, WrestleMania's on. I should probably um, do well, something. They've about also it. taken away the mystery from some things. So there's no question about it. So now you know and you move on. Where they wanted to come in and regulate it as a sport, mm-hmm. and they said, no, right. no, it's not a sport. It's entertainment. Right. You know, and I think it lost some of that. Well, not only that, they used to cater to a to a more adult audience. Oh, they they oh, cater yeah. to families, and there's nothing wrong with that. And actually, I think it's better because it's on TV and kids like it. So I think it's better for as far as like being more wholesome. But it's not as entertaining for a 33 or 37 year old right. male to watch cartoons. You know what I mean? Because that's essentially what they are. They're cartoon characters anymore. This is this is the cycle of professional wrestling, and and I don't remember who said this, but this is a perfect way that this goes. So we grew up watching Hulk Hogan when we were yeah. kids. Then we became teenagers. Then it became the Attitude Era. Yeah. And then we were young adults, and then it kind of transitioned into the ruthless aggression period. Right. Now we're having kids, and we're watching wrestling with our kids. And it's flipping back around. Exactly. And it's smart. It's a smart smart business plan. Because at any point in time, they can flip that switch again. Absolutely. And they will. They will. Because guess what? Our kids are going to get to their their teenage angst in in the 2020s. Yeah. And then by that time, you know, Maybe Triple H will take over, and well, I don't know. Triple H will be in the sixties, but whatever. You know, well, actually, no. Twenty twenty is like two years ago. What the hell's wrong with me? Like twenty thirty, <laughs> right? Twenty thirty, and by that time, we might see an edgier product. And then right. once our kids, you know, it just it it's just cycle, cycle through. Yeah, it's yeah, cycle. that makes sense. Um, Do we have time to cover this Fourteenth Amendment thing, or we got to go break? All right, yes to break or yes to yeah, cover it. All right, we'll see you in a minute. Okay, well, <laughs> we just Pat Lucia'd. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? 
Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. All right. Um, so, so, real quick, just to finish up with wrestling talk, um, I still want to talk about evolution, but we got other things to talk about. Um, if you're watching SmackDown right now, um, AJ Styles defeated uh, Daniel Bryan to retain the WWE Championship, uh, but both men were attacked by Samoa Joe after the bell. Could be a way to still be able to uh, defend the WWE title, which is their title, not the Universal title. I mean, the WWE title has been their title since inception. And you can't take that off the card if Daniel Bryant's not going to go. So I can see them doing something where Daniel Bryant was injured with air quotations. That's why he couldn't make the show. But, I mean, the smart marks already know why, but already know the truth. But a way to get Daniel Bryant away from going there and still right. having Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles with their title in at uh, Crown Jewel. So. All right. Just a little um, food for thought. So flipping over away from fun stuff and into... Sad land. Sad land. <laughs> Sad reality land. Um, Hillary Clinton was doing... Oh, were we doing this 14th Amendment thing first? It doesn't oh, what matter. Hillary it, Clinton it doesn't matter. We're talking yeah. about now. Hillary Clinton was doing an interview uh, with... I don't even know who this lady is. Some journalist. And it got very awkward. And there was a joke that was very, very... Um, well, just listen to it. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll dissect it after that. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there we go. All right. I certainly don't incite violence. No, that's the not the right one. That's, that's, that's the wrong oh, one. Right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Sorry. Are the Democrats becoming the victim of too much political correctness? Just a few more. I know okay, no, look, I think... Um, kind of ironic question, by the way. I think this is way. a much tougher question than it sounds, because okay. the easy answer is, well, you know, we don't want political correctness. We just want people to you know, express themselves and, and oh, be honest and authentic uh, in what they say and believe. But I think it's also the case that what's often called political correctness is politeness. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's not being rude and, and insulting to people. Um, it's respecting the diversity that we have in our society. Uh, so I, I don't know exactly how to answer that because, you know, the Democratic Party is a much... Uh, more diverse political party, attracting people who are uh, African American, Latino, uh, LGBT, whatever the uh, you know the, the the reason why people feel more comfortable where they are uh, taken in, where they are included as part of a political uh, movement or party, and I don't think it's politically correct to say we value that, and and I don't want to go around insulting people. I don't want to paint with a broad brush, every immigrant is this, every African-American is that, every you know, other person with you know, different religious beliefs or whatever, you know, that is, that's childish. What do you think of Cory Booker's, and you didn't comment on him, and you're, feel free oh, to Oh, I, I adore no, him. What do you think about him saying, kick them in the shins, essentially, start to get to that kind of political? Well, that was Eric Holder. Yeah, Eric Holder, oh, Eric Holder, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know they all look alike. No, they don't. 
All right. Oh, yeah, well right yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Right after saying, I don't want to make generalizations and paint them all with the same brush. That that was very, very bad. Maybe she meant Oops. all men. Well, I, I, what I think, what I think, Ow. what I think she was trying to say was, I think it. she was trying to, how do I word this without coming across poorly? Oh, we're already there. You're interpreting <laughs> what she said. So. I'm interpreting what she, I think she was trying to accuse the host of like like I think that she thought it would be funny saying, Oh, you think they all look the same. You know what I mean? She just worded it wrong. Well well first of all, even if that's what she was trying to say and she had worded it right and it had gone over the way it, it's still in very poor taste. It's still racist. You think? I mean, no, I know it's absolutely racist. Oh, are you guys um are you on that um the uh the, the uh, boycott Hillary movement? Are we getting her pulled off any type of campaignings or programs? No, we're not because it's just completely going underneath the rug. Me? I'm just saying. You guys? Me? I'm just saying. Uh, well, you pigeonholed me last week. Well, I don't. I told you. I don't. I never. I was never a Hillary supporter. I don't like Hillary Clinton. It, I, I, I don't want her to n- run. Neither does for, Mr. Clinton. No, I don't want her to run for president or anything again. I think she needs to go away. And maybe this will be the first step towards that. I. I don't know. Yeah, wait till you find out that uh, it's gonna be she's gonna be the next Mrs. Trump. That's not really the first uh, racist thing that she said <laughs> in her illustrious in, in her defense uh, <laughs> political career. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying this is not the first occurrence. What? I mean, not not like that. She something she called. Uh, didn't she call young black men super predators at one point in time? Oh, I'm sure she's done a lot worse. So there you have it. Hillary Clinton's a racist. I, I, I had a very or made a racist joke. I had a very spirited conversation with a customer of mine at work today, and I don't, I don't like to. Part- you arguing politics with your customers? I, I did not want to, but I got suckered in, and in my mind, I'm like abort, abort, abort. But sometimes it doesn't work as well yeah, as yeah. I wanted to. So the the gentleman came in. He's like, "Oh, I, I need that satellite radio on my car." I'm like, "Oh, absolutely." He's like, "I got to listen to what Trump's saying now." I'm like, "Oh God, here we go." So, and then he's, he went on his rhetoric, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Did you hear what uh, Hillary said? And he said, well, well no, because I just listened to the other side. Well, of course. You're talking about the racist thing? Yeah. Okay. Now, this gentleman was of African-American descent, and, and I was like, uh, well, this is what she said. And he's like, yeah, no, that sounds pretty bad. And I was like, can you imagine if Trump would have said that? Well, the only reason why America would have made a big stink about that is because Trump has made his bed and now he has to lie in it. So that's why it's a lot worse. And I said, okay, with all due respect, it's okay to say racial comments if your bed isn't already made. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, look, man, I'm not getting into this anymore. I just want to just make a general statement. I guess I'm kind of lost on it. On what? I don't know what you mean by bed is already made. Well, the way that he said that he, because he preaches hate and he preaches separate, uh, separation and, and well, he does and and discrimination and stuff like that. So because that's his, but he does shut up. So that's <laughs> so that because he laid that foundation down. Since he already said it, it's a lot worse because he's already backing up what people already think that they know. But because poor Hillary doesn't have that type of rhetoric behind her, no, it's not as bad as her saying it. Because it's every bit as bad, regardless of who's saying. Well, it. that's his argument. I'm like, well, well, sir, here's your keys. Thanks for coming. All right. Um, well, I don't know what to tell you about that other than... You know, Stay tuned because nothing's going to happen. Uh, well, you don't know that. I'm sure Fox News is losing their minds. Moving on. I mean, 
All right. Um, so speaking of Donald Trump and uh, there uh, was, well, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you as in like this is news, but um, Hillary Clinton received a bomb in the mail. Yeah. Ironically mm. enough, uh, CNN received two bombs in the mail. Okay. Um, who else? George Soros, mm-hmm. uh, who's like a multi-billion dollar investor who's at the head of all these conspiracy theories. He seems to be funding every... Apparently he was funding the bombs being sent to them, too. <laughs> that was one conspiracy theory. Uh, who else received bombs? Clintons, Obama. There were more people, right? I think there was, what, 12? Oh, Robert... <laughs> Robert De Niro. Did he really get one? No, he got one. Shut up. I swear to God. I didn't see that. Robert De Niro got a bomb. Well, So where are you going with on this? You're, 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 he was a... Uh, I, I, I've seen both... Not both sides, but I've seen both parties, I guess, argue that they are, he's of the opposite party. Well, that's stupid. I mean, the, the left is that's saying stupid. that he's a conservative. The right is saying that he's liberal. That's, he's, he's obviously a far right winger. Okay. I mean, that's stupid to even. There's no evidence whatsoever um, to show otherwise. But the problem here is, is I think that political rhetoric is getting out of control. Mm-hmm. And um, for some reason, the far right is getting violent. And what's concerning to me is nobody, none of the reasonable conservatives are standing up and saying, listen, you have to stop with the rhetoric. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've been talking to people about this for a week, and all I want to say, hear you say, not you, but I mean, right. all I want to hear is somebody say that violent rhetoric is bad. It is very bad. Okay. And that you're going to hold people accountable for using violent rhetoric. I don't want to hear about the media. I don't want to hear about any of this nonsense. I want to hear, play the clip that you almost played earlier. This kind of rhetoric. This is, this is what I feel pushes and encourages. like to punch him in the face. I don't condone violence. And uh, I don't talk about violence. I would have done well, but I would have been boom, boom, boom. I'll beat that. I don't know if I'll do the fighting myself or if other people will. Maybe he should have been roughed up because it was absolutely disgusting what he was doing. If you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of him, would you? Seriously. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. Try not to hurt him. If you do, I'll defend you in court. Don't worry about it. In the good old days, this doesn't happen because they used to treat them very, very rough. And when they protested once, you know, they would not do it again so easily. We've become weak. We've become weak. And you know what? The audience swung back. And I thought it was very, very appropriate. The audience hit back. And that's what we need a little bit more of now. Part of the problem and part of the reason it takes so long is nobody wants to hurt each other anymore, right? I don't know if I would have done well, but I would have been out there fighting, folks. I don't know if I would have done well, but I would have been boom, boom, boom. I'll beat that. Do you plan on paying for the legal fees of this older gentleman in North Carolina who sucker punched the protester? From what I understand, he was sick, sticking a certain finger up in the air. And, 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 and that is a uh, terrible thing to do and in that, front of somebody that, frankly, wants to see America made great again. It's possible <laughs> you could help him with legal fees if this man needs it. I've actually instructed my people to look into it. Yes. Okay. So, oh, that was okay. cute. What At was the very that? end. Yeah. All right. So you see a problem with this, right? 
Yeah. I consider you a reasonable guy. I think so. And you can see how this could maybe encourage insane people to carry out terrible things. I, I, and I understand where you're coming from. Yes, I, I completely get that. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. So I am not, okay. I am not like... No, because we need the other side of the argument. Right. So present it. So from the right side, okay, we... I say we, it's terrible. We haven't had a voice. Everything that we have been trying to fight for 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 our side has been pushed to the wayside because the left has been in control for so long. Well, both sides have different things that are important to them. Right. Let me let me start over. Let me start over. Because because I I I, I know what I want to say, but I don't want to come off ignorant and then just get a bunch of hate mail. No, we do want the hate mail. Well, okay, we do want the hate mail, whatever. But to think that the left is is just this peaceful tree hugging, you know, vegan whatever is bull crap. Okay, there's a video of a guy screaming in cops' faces saying, "Oh, you're gonna kill somebody else today. You're gonna kill somebody else today." I mean, and, and throwing rocks and stuff like that, and and just pounding on, you know, like just going after conservative. Right, and there are violent people on the left. But the fact is, when you look at the statistics, 70, 74%, over two-thirds of all domestic terrorism is coming from the right wing in the United States. 2% is coming from the left. And this is according to the Anti-Defamation League. And 24% coming from Islamic radicalism. Now, that's not to say that all... Con- I'm not trying to say all conservatives and Trump supporters are violent, but I'm saying there's a very violent movement. It's coming from the white nationalists. It's coming from these people that aren't necessarily... Necessarily, they're not your like old school conservatives. The you know, give me my liberty, leave me alone, let me have my freedoms. Mm-hmm. People, these are people that are a little more hardcore to the right. And my argument, I, I kind of cut you off, so yes, I apologize. No, whatever. My argue, my, my I guess where I'm trying to say is, is those of you who are not insane, you need to be the ones to hold them accountable because by not doing it, it's enabling it. Does that make sense? No, I, I get what you're saying, but it's kind of. Just well, no, I can see your point there. I don't really have a good argument, but it's like I'm not blaming. No, I know you, what you're saying. You, you know. you, what you're saying is the fact that the, the way that the president talks, the way that he does, is allowing these knuckleheads, allowing these knuckleheads it, to to do what they think. That it, they, it's it's emboldening them. What are, what are we getting sign language for? Are we run out of time. Well, no, oh. I, I for the past two weeks I was oh. too far. Now I'm too close. <laughs> Why don't you just do the show for me, Jim? <laughs> All right. So, All right. so continue your point. I, I just, I didn't. No. I, I, I felt like I needed to frame it a little better. I mean, but these are grown men. Oh yeah, who they're, know right. better, right? Right. And because, well, and because, well, you think, <laughs> but because of the president has a way that he, a way about him that he talks, whether it's right, wrong, or different, they're falling up because they think that's okay. And you're blaming the person who's saying what they want to say as it's okay for them to do that? Like, that's that's kind of like... I mean, I'm not, I'm not excusing the person that did it. You know what I mean? I'm not excusing the people who are carrying out the violence because that's stupid. That's, we right. can't do that. And we can't take away... And I do think that there's a point to be made that maybe a lot of the... Well, the, a lot of it being drawn and pointed to, the rhetoric and everything, is taking away from the fact that we have to hold people accountable for their actions. But I just think that, and, and it does, 
it's, I, it's just this weird, like talking about body slamming, assaulting reporters, and I just think it's a. I think sometimes it's just a cop out. I think that if you have any guy who's a far, you're not even a far, even a conservative, and he goes out there and he does something that's not of the norm, well, that's because President Trump said it. But I can't believe that you would blindly follow somebody that talks like that. Well, there are what what he said in that clip. Some of those things are ridiculous. All of them are ridiculous. Okay, okay fine. The majority <laughs> of those things are ridiculous. All of those things are ridiculous. But how many times, as friends, yeah, have we talked? Between us and our and our wrestling buddies, oh man, I really want to body slam that fan that was giving me a hard time. Okay, that's different. That's not different. No, it is different. It's him pandering to his idiot followers that yeah, are, pandering to his yes. idiot followers. But that's the point. Like we're not the president. We're not inciting violence if we're talking privately about something. You know, I if I'm the if you're the president and you have all these people who idolize you, I mean, there are people that idolize this guy, and we're running out of time. Um, you know. I mean, there's a certain responsibility that comes with that. I understand that. From his perspective, he can say and do what he wants because sure. he's the president. Sure, okay? and, and he's going to because he doesn't want to lose those. He won't even... Yeah, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> you know, he went to Pittsburgh today. They asked him not to come until he just did a simple thing. Go on the air and say you denounce white nationalism. He didn't do it, and he won't do it. And the reason he won't do it is because he knows that those people vote for him, and he wants the votes. It's, it's politics. I'm not saying that makes him a white nationalist. I don't know if he is or isn't, but I'm saying that he doesn't want to give off the impression that he's necessarily not because he knows that those people support him. That's no, so what do you do? I mean, that's no different from, you know, President Obama being in office and the city of Cleveland says you need to d- denounce Black Lives Matter. Did that happen? No, I'm just making, I'm just making a parallel statement. Okay, but Black Lives Matter aren't killing people. They're not hitting people with cars. They're not mailing bombs to people. How many people have Black Lives Matter killed? I'm, listen, I'm, I, just, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. using that as a yeah. general... Okay. I mean, if they did, then obviously... But, I mean, there's no violent rhetoric coming from the left that I'm aware of. And I'm now, I'm sure enough, there'll be a YouTube video that'll pop up and... Oh, just you know, look for it. I mean, I look. I, I don't know. Like, when, was, when did Bernie Sanders call for violence? When did, you know, when did Barack Obama say we need to start punching people in the face if you see anybody in the court when did like at one point in time um trump said that let's something about pulling hillary's secret service protection and see what happens when the second amendment people get a hold of her i mean that's crazy stuff president trump to me is just the guy who was somehow got some popularity and says all the things to be cool whether he believes it or not and I don't think that that's unfair to say. I think that that's that's a and, lot of the critique. I and just, I and I just I just feel that sometimes and we're definitely running out. We got is that one minute or you just tell me that we're the best, we're the flagship. Well, we are. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, I just I just feel like sometimes that he just gets a bad rap because he says the things that he says, and it's easier to put blame on him because it's just it's just easy to do that. Well, I think when you encourage violence, you deserve you deserve to be called out on it. And and I think we can end on an amicable note, which this was an amicable conversation. Sure. Uh, I think that we could both agree that he should be held accountable for what he says, mm-hmm. and he should be held to a higher standard. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Okay. But at the same token, I still think that it's hard. It's it's not 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 that it's not fair, but I don't think that he should be held responsible for what the people are doing because that's what he says. No, not solely responsible, but he should take responsible for his rhetoric. Correct. Okay. Okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, we're out of time, so we'll cover the. Uh, the idiot of the week was a guy who set off his uh, set his house mother's house on fire trying to kill spiders with a blowtorch. 
And the unnamed segment, or what do you think was going to happen, was a uh, flower balloon from a dirty diaper, and the flower smelled like poop. <laughs> so, all right, great. <laughs> all right, this has been political talk. We with love you guys. Yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks.